Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome. Welcome in. Got a great show for you. Uh, this show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, which will host, I think, the biggest game in, in the National Football League this weekend. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Okay, so um, yesterday we had the he said, she said from the Antonio Brown thing. The first thing is this. Do we really care? I think the answer is in the short term, yes. And maybe in the very, very long term, yes, sort of. But I'm not sure we should. I'll get to that in a second. First, um, let's kind of take you through the succession of events. After the game, Bruce Arians was very, very vague about whatever was said. Antonio Brown had his Uber driver posted a video. And then, of course, he shows up at the Nets game. Yesterday, through his attorney, he released a statement basically saying, hey, look, I had a bad ankle. Everybody knew I had a bad ankle. I was too hurt to go in the game. Bruce Arians told me to go in the game. When I said I wouldn't go in the game, he gave me the cut sign like I'm cut. And so, you know, I left the field. That's, that's the Antonio Brown angle to it. Here's Bruce Arians with reporters today. We let Antonio go today just to clear you up on some things that happened. At no point in time during that game did he or doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So obviously that was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right. He was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. That's the end of it. We're working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. Hopefully it ends today. So I, I think what, what happened with Antonio Brown is kind of a classic clay, case of discovery. Right? You guys didn't know how to, and I've, I've said this before in regards to the NFL owners, right? The NFL owners settled lawsuits, concussion lawsuit. They settled a, a lawsuit with the St. Louis Rams. And the reason you, you settle these lawsuits, even if you're not admitting guilt, because you want to avoid discovery. Discovery is when all other sorts of stuff come out. Right? The reason the NFL owners don't want it is because now all of a sudden all their emails, all their cell phones, any texts they have to, and emails they have to other owners about any variety of topics <coughs> or even not topics, they become part of the, the, the public investigation. That's the, way it, that's the way it works. They become evidence through discovery. And Antonio Brown, had he simply refused to go in the game, 
been cut from the team, you know, you're done, and then gone and sulked on the bench or even cheered for his teammates, as you're supposed to do, right? Hey, man, you're not feeling right or whatever. You're not getting the ball. At least cheer for your teammates. Instead, he parades all around. After the game, if you remember, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, they they all took the high road. Tom Brady even basically put out a a plea to help and kind of likened it to some sort of mental health issue. The truth is that Antonio Brown's exactly who you think he is. He is. He's that super arrogant, super selfish wide receiver who it's about him. And when he wasn't getting the ball, his ankle ain't good. If he's getting the ball, all of a sudden his ankle's fine. That's the reality to it. And and I'm sure Arians, and Arians didn't just cut him because of that. He cut him because of the Vax card. He cut him, cut him because of some of the other nonsense. Like all of that, all of that baggage we talked about brings in a bias. Bias is against him. And how many one last chances can you get with a football team? Right? We're trying to win a game and you're worried about how many times you get the football. You won't go in because you're not getting the ball. He provides it's and, and Antonio, it would have gone away. Would have gone away, even with Antonio Brown going crazy. He would have had sympathy from people had he simply embraced the idea that yeah, maybe mentally he wasn't in the right space. AB tes- uh, texted a, an exchange with Arians from the weekend on social media today, laying out that AB informed him that he was injured and would try and play on Sunday. Antonio Brown also posted a long statement with his side of the story, blaming Arians now the team handled his injury. Even with Bruce Arians giving us context, the truth is, I don't care. I, I don't even care. I don't even care that he was throwing a fit about not getting the ball, which obviously makes a whole hell of a lot more sense as to why they wanted to cut him, get rid of him, because he wasn't part of the team. I, I get all of that. But even if Bruce Arians told him to go in, and even if it wasn't about getting the football, and they told him you're done, you know what you don't do? I mean, you don't do what he did. And there, there does come a point where every coach has had enough. And when you, when you make it out of the Patriots after what happened with the Patriots and then how he tried to burn that place down when he left, if you remember, he called out the owner and then begged for his way back. That wasn't happening. Remember how he left Pittsburgh, how he left Oakland, now how he leaves Tampa. He's out of homes. And what's fascinating is the guy who, one of the guys who wants to replace him is Terrell Owens. And whatever your vision of T.O. is, the reality is, look at how it ended in every spot he went to. You know? It ended at every spot he went to. Didn't end well. You know, at Buffalo, do you guys remember when T.O. went to Buffalo? They were waiting for him at the airport. There was like a parade for Terrell Owens in his mid-30s to go there. Couldn't play anymore. Didn't catch nearly as often. But more than anything, remember, T.O. was revered in Philadelphia. But when it went bad, that's what he's doing sit-ups and curls in the driveway. How it ended, terrible. How it ended in Dallas, bad. How it ended, he was in Cincy, in Buffalo, bad, right? So the, the irony to it is, No one's ever said with Antonio Brown, it's about talent. It's not. He's not as talented as he used to be, but he's still plenty of talent, playing talented to get open and catch the football in the NFL. It was never about talent, even at the end, after he suffered the ACL late in T.O.'s career. Couldn't get along with people. Couldn't stand to play for other people. And 
Uh, that makes Bruce Arians making complete sense of it. You know, he was non-confrontational at halftime over him getting the football. That's a Tom Brady thing, obviously. I also think that to any of you who were very concerned about Antonio Brown's mental health, you, you have every right to be concerned. Just know that if Antonio Brown's got a screw loose, he's had a screw loose for a long time. I, I don't think it was, it was one hit by Vontez Perfect that suddenly made him change into this guy. reputable guys don't napalm the season with you remember how it ended with the Steelers they were getting ready for a one game and they win and they're in the playoffs and he no showed at practice and then wanted to show up for the game and they were like thanks but no thanks that's how it ended remember how it ended in in Oakland he didn't want to wear the league approved helmet he burned his feet then he did everything in his power to get out of Oakland you know, then he gets to New England, and every day there's a new story about something that he had done in the past. Not while in New England. And then when he gets cut, he calls out the owner for his own misgivings in the massage parlor in South, in South Beach. And now we see how it ends with, with Tampa. Look how, how it ends. Guys don't get jobs not because of what it takes to hire them. Guys don't get jobs sometimes because what it's like when you fire them. Oh, and by the way, AB uh, posted a text exchange with Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, showing he paid $100,000 to Guerrero for services. AB is asking for half of it back. Like, this dude is a trip. He didn't pay chefs. He wants money back from Alex Guerrero. Like, the whole thing. And it's always something. Why do super, super talented guys find themselves on the street instead of with a team? Here's your answer. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Is there another chapter in the A Raj versus MVP voter story? I'll have that for you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I was I listened to the song. I'm thinking about how uh, Antonio Brown would have dealt with playing for Bud Kilmer. I mean, look at how he treated uh, Billy Bob when he ruined his perfect season, right? It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. That is a Varsity Blues reference. She got the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. All right, Hub Arkish. Um, has responded. Aaron Rodgers called him a bum yesterday. Hub Arkish said this in a written apology. I couldn't possibly be more sorry for joining the conversation at all in some of the childish things I said about Aaron Rodgers. Most of the other 49 AP voters are acquaintances. Many are friends. And the reason we're asked to not do what I did now puts under undue pressure to some of them to comment, not comment, agree, disagree, or take grief for doing the right thing and remaining silent. Aaron Rodgers, you're the greatest players. You are one of the greatest players of this generation and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Whether or not you're this year's MVP is up to a 50-member panel, neither me nor my critics. I, I actually think that's the, the end is, is great. It's like, look, basically what he's saying is, that dude's a great player. I feel how I feel. It does shade my vote. I'm sorry I spoke out about it because now other guys 
are going to be asked questions that they're not supposed to answer. So it's kind of an apology, non-apology. Of course, Aaron Rodgers called Arkish a bum yesterday and said he was largely, it was, he, he said <coughs> Arkish's uh, stance is because he's unvaxxed, even though that wasn't what he said. You know, we, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers and people who are supporting him, you know, especially anti-vaxxers, which Aaron Rodgers wants to portray himself uh, not as, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, like, all right, they say, I mean, like, again, um, I thought what Arkish was talking about, and I think the more he talked about it was about how he played and how he handled himself within the team. And that even though he did a lot of great, there's a lot of things he didn't do great. But I kind of like this statement. I'll say this about Rogers. You know, look, if somebody says you're the biggest jerk in the NFL, Right. And the first things out of your mouth as a retort is he's a bum. It's not really helping your case. Is it? Like, I, I, I know it, it seems like way too high of a high road to take, but had he simply said, look, I don't know who hub is. I've never sat with him. You know, his remarks hurt me. Like they don't feel good. And I don't understand why he would say that when, you know, talk to people within my locker room, talk to our coaching staff, talk to people around the league. I don't believe that sentiment is shared, but instead he went straight onto the attack and he made it, you know, he made it personal and political all at once. I think Aaron Rodgers punched down and they, they tell you all the time, never to punch down, always punch up. And punching down, it, it may look good, you know, in a moment on social media, and it may look good around your buddies, but I think the rest of us is like, what, why do you need to do that? Yes, Jason Stewart. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Don't you think that Aaron kind of let this guy off the hook a little bit? Because up until the point when... Uh, let him off the hook? Not to let him off the hook, but like, uh, Arkish was taking a bunch of uh, uh, of missiles yesterday, right. and then Aaron said that, and it's almost like, yeah, he kind of lowered himself to that level, and now it's just a name-calling thing. And notice in that apology, Ar- Arkish didn't apologize to Aaron yeah, right. for anything, no. which no. which is great, which is great. Yes, I, I, you know, basically he's saying, I meant when I said, you're a great player, but it's up to everybody. I'm just telling you how I felt. Which is fine, which, by the way, is, is part of the voting process. That's why you have 50 voters, not five. Because you have some outliers that, that are going to, uh, you know, hold other things against you. Completely. So I, I just, I, I look at this and I think Aaron Rodgers looks bad. Because I don't think that's a sentiment that's not shared by some. And Aaron Rodgers could have, he could have had a win out of this thing. Right? Kill him with kindness. Kill him with, in, instead, he's simply relying on the scoreboard. That's it. So I, I and, and I, I understand when you're under a, what you feel like is a personal attack, you're always, your first reaction is going to be defensive. But he had a, he had a day, he had time to catch his breath and to go like, all right, how can I win this thing? And Aaron Rodgers tried to win it the exact same way that he's tried to win Football games, you know, 
I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, I'm more talented than you, and you're going to know it by the time you walk out of this press conference. And even if he's right, even if Hub Arkish is making statements about things he has no idea about, let everybody else say that. Let every other member of the Green Bay Packers say it. Let every other guy defend him. Plenty of people who don't even like Aaron are going to defend Aaron just because that's how it works in media and social media. You want to pretend like you're the good guy. And then you take the high road. Let everybody else do your dirty work. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, president of Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Brandon Whedon's our guest. He, of course, was a starting quarterback for three different teams in the NFL. The Browns, who was a first-round draft pick. The Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. Um, I'm, I'm going to play for you what Bruce Arians said went down with Antonio Brown. Then I kind of want to talk through a couple things with you. Here's, here's B.A. today giving us the real insight into what really happened. We let Antonio go today just to clear you up on some things that happened. At no point in time during that game did he ever ask the trainer or doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So obviously that was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right? He was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. That's the end of it. We're working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. Hopefully it ends today. So Antonio Brown, B, he, he, He's like, look, I wasn't really going to go. I wasn't healthy. He, he claims it's about the ankle. Bruce Arians is like, yeah, the ankle was after he wasn't going to get the football. Um, what, what, how close is this to what it's really like on the sidelines and in the locker room in the league? Man, I'm, I haven't seen a ton of situations like this. I mean, I was reading about it earlier, and, and I read at halftime he was throwing a fit because he hadn't gotten the targets, and, um, you know, it just kind of carried over in the second half. I mean – you know, there, there's some guys that get disgruntled because maybe they haven't gotten the ball early in games. Um, that You know, that's just part of it, but I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, that was um, – <laughs> talk about a, just a huge distraction that that team that's, you know, inching their way closer to put themselves in position to win a Super Bowl. The last thing they need is, is another distraction. But, man, I, um, you know, football is a – it's a heated game. I mean, guys are – guys are passionate. Um, guys want to be involved. Guys want to do this. I know he has incentives in his contract, and I know I, I read also that, or I saw that Schefter said that, you know, he went to the the front office and asked them to guarantee that money, and they just they decided not to. Which I I, I don't blame him. I mean, those are incentives for a reason. You got to earn them. So I, I think he he was disgruntled. Um, you know, if this is the first time that we've heard of situations like this with Antonio Brown, and everybody's like, okay, man, that sums up. But I mean, it just seems like kind of reoccurring theme and um you know the way he went out and ran off the field in new york was was pretty alarming i've, I've never seen anything like it uh, and I've, I've definitely never been around teammates that have that have done that or threatened to do that or or thrown a fit like that that was that was um man that was crazy I, it caught I, me I, off guard i talked to a gm in the league and he's like i, I didn't think anybody pick him up after the pittsburgh thing let alone the oakland thing and then the New England thing where they had to let him go and then he calls out the owner. 
Can you see a way in which, I mean, he's still talented, in which he, he plays in the league? Man, I don't, I personally don't. I mean, I, don't, I know if I'm an owner or a GM, I'm, I'm not really, especially this time of the year when, you know, you're, you're already, you know, kind of solidify your your inching closer to the postseason. I mean, the last thing he needs is a distraction, man. That's that's what he's going to bring. I mean, the first day he comes in that locker room, the media is going to swarm to him, and it's just going to be maybe a distraction you don't need. Now, a guy like a Jerry Jones, I mean, they've had some injuries at wide receiver. Jerry Jones, we all know that he doesn't shy away from that stuff. I, he's about the only guy I can think of off the top of my head that would maybe take a shot on him. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I thought he's been on thin ice for a long time. I'm shocked that – you know, he got this opportunity. I know Brady went to bat for him and, and uh, kind of, you know, kept his nose clean and kept him out of trouble and, and kept him on the straight and narrow for a long time. But um, to me, this was – to me, this was uh, the icing. But, but he didn't. He did, the fake, he did the fake vax card, right? Yeah, like, exactly. he's just coming out the fake yeah. vax. It's, it's, it's like I, I don't think he understands it all is – it's all part of the story, right? Like, right. it's like you started by saying, if it was just one thing, you'd be like, all right, <clears throat> terrible reaction. But – I mean, you kind of go through fifty different things, and that's just on the field. Right. Then, then, yeah. then there's no, I mean, the he, the, the dude's still a freak talent. I mean, he's, there's no we're not nobody's talking about that. But I mean, he's I, I just don't think you know if this is week two and maybe you got some injuries, you got some COVID issues or whatever, and a team needs to get better at that position. I could see it. I know teams may want to boast you know boast their position group or the wide receiver position right now, but man. And, I'd have to be extremely, extremely desperate to go out and, and take a shot with him. I just don't – I don't know that the, uh, the reward outweighs the risk. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of, of Brandon Whedon. Okay, let's, let's get to a bunch of other stuff. Um, what do you think happens with Baker, seeing as Baker – they picked up the fifth-year option, but, man, it, it got – it got bad. It, I mean, I know he's hurt, but – but that doesn't hurt your vision and things you're seeing. You seem to be seeing ghosts at the end of the year. What do you think happens in Cleveland? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you saw Twitter. I just backed him up a little bit. Um, I tweeted something on on top of it. You know, basically quote tweeted his tweet because I, I feel for him, man. I mean, you know, majority of quarterbacks with the injuries that he's had would have said, "Man, let's. I'm done. I I can't go out and perform." And he was he was going out there way less than 100 percent and so i respect that but on the flip side you know you do go out there you're you got to give yourself a, 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 your team a chance to win and you know he he didn't play great late late in the year i mean that's just that's just the the facts um you know his big deal this is what i've always said about baker he's he's a good quarterback he's got a good arm he's he can throw the ball pretty accurately when his mechanics are right but he's gonna have to have a great run game which the other night against pittsburgh where they run it like 12 or 13 times it was, it was ridiculous and then with a good run game, he's the best off play action. I think he's one of the, one of the, I don't know, top 10, 12 quarterbacks off of play action. I think he looks comfortable there. Um, I think it allows him to get away from the pass rush, get away from the line of scrimmage, given he's not 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", guy. Um, I, I think he's a good player. I, you know, I just, um, <clears throat> you know, late in the year, they had a hard time protecting him. And he, he's not 100%. You know, he really had a hard time <clears throat> standing in there and, and being a pocket passer when he's not, not feeling his best. So I don't know what they'll do. Um, I still think he can play in the league. I really do. I think, you know, he's, he's a top, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 quarterback in the league, in my opinion, um, especially when he's healthy. But, you know, for him, he went out there, tried to fight through it. I know he's a tough cat. He's a competitive guy. 
Um, but looking back on it, he's got to say, man, you know, <laughs> should I have put my body and, and put myself through this? You know, because I'm not real sure it benefited him in the long run. It's Doug Gottlieb <clears throat> show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's Brandon Whedon's voice. Of course, uh, he's the former starting quarterback. First round pick with the, with the Browns. Started with the Cowboys and with the Texans as well. He joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's... Ben Roethlisberger plays his last game at home in the regular season with the Steelers. Um, he's a shell of his former self, but quarterback to quarterback, and he, like you, just a giant of a dude with a giant of an arm. Um, but when, when, if you were to describe to somebody who never saw Big Ben in his prime or didn't see Big Ben play, as a guy who played the position at the highest level, what does Big Ben represent in terms of what made him unique? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, I mean, toughness, uh, longevity. Um, I mean, the dude, you know, clearly not, a, you know, not 100%. He's not, you know, who who he was. Even when I played against him in 2012, 2013, my rookie and second year, I mean, he, you know, guys were just falling off of him. And he stood in there and make throws. I mean, mobile enough, not obviously not, you know, Lamar Jackson or anything. But just, you know, a guy that I've got a lot of respect for. I mean, Again, to play in one in one place, a tough place like Pittsburgh, you know, weather, fan base, the whole deal, and you know, win a couple Super Bowls, play beat up like he did, continue to, um, you know, just play at a high level, man. I mean, he's, you know, he had. The, I think when he had that elbow injury, I just don't think his arm is as strong as it was. Which, you know, his his ability to throw for the pocket is where he made all his money and, and had all his success, and he just didn't have that late in you know, these last few years. He just wasn't 100%. You could tell the juice on his fastball wasn't quite there. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, from another quarterback, from one quarterback to another, I mean, you know, he's kind of like me. We can't run out of our – we can't outrun our own shadow. We're, we're slow as dirt. But at the same time, um, you know, he stands in there. He's a tough son of a gun. And, and um, God, he did it for a long time. And it was cool to watch that game. I had, I had goosebumps there at the end. It was kind of fitting he came in. Took the knee in the victory formation uh, at Heinz Field. Heinz Field is a, is a very special place, and and uh, you know the reception and everything he got was was really cool. Brandon Whedon, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you all right? You yelling at kids? Coaching? You got a little? You got a little, a little cold? What's going on there? Yeah, I got a little head cold. So I, I, I tested positive for the Rona for the first time on. Uh, Sunday or Monday, and uh, I feel great. But yeah, man, I just got this. I, I can't. I don't know. I feel a lot better than I sound. I promise you. I, I feel. I feel fantastic. But uh, you'd think my kids have been misbehaving, but they've actually been pretty good too. So yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I'm ready to get the voice back, though. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I think it attacks. It stays up a little bit higher this time than 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 previously. We want you to get get healthy. Um, Dallas Cowboys. Why hasn't Dak been better? <laughs> oh. Man, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's a there's a handful of things. Um, you know, when Tyron Smith's in there, I mean, we Zach Martin's one of the best at his position at the right guard position. I, I just don't think they're very good up front, and that's kind of crazy for me to say because I've been around that offensive line for a long time, and that's been the staple of what they want to do offensively. And you know, Tyron's kind of in and out, beat up at the left tackle spot. Zach's a stud, he, but and Leo Collins has played pretty good at right tackle, but he's been in and out. So I don't think they're great up front. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, you know, the game the other night, I mean, it, it seemed like every positive big play they got, it was, you know, there was some kind of dumb holding penalty or, 
you know, just kind of shot themselves in the foot. They're just they're they're not they're not clicking on offense. And um, you know, it's funny because two or three weeks ago we were talking about him being a slump, and then that week he goes out and just lights the world on fire, and and, uh, and they beat Washington, you know, like a drum. So it's just the inconsistency, and I, I can't really. I, I've watched every game, and I and I can't really figure it out. I mean, you know, Marty Cooper's, in my opinion, not getting near enough targets. Um, there's something off between him and Amari Cooper. Um, Zeke's having a mediocre year at best. He's not running the football very well. I mean, so the run game's not helping. I think where they're good as well, like Baker is, is they're good off of play action, and they're not able to do that because they can't run the ball effectively. So I don't know. I mean, that that looks great in some spots. Um, you know, and then there's sometimes just like, man, it's just, it just misses and you're just scratching your head. But um, I don't know. That, that Dallas offense has got a ton of talent. I know they're nicked up and they're beat up now, but um, – Man, when they're when they're playing well and they're they're playing fast, they're not beating themselves. They're legit. They're going to be a problem with that defense. But you know, when they get these dumb penalties and self-inflicted wounds, you know, they just they look average. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, who's your MVP of the league? Uh, I mean, I think it's a two two man race. I, mean, I think he, I think Aaron Rodgers wins it. Uh, I mean, the numbers he put is putting up is just. I mean, they're just. They're ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think it's him and Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, whether he's 44 or 34, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's his numbers are just outrageous as well. So, and he's he's done it with you know guys kind of in and out of the lineup. But you know, those two guys, in my opinion, you know, on the short list, I I personally think Aaron Rodgers wins it. I just think what he's doing. I mean, it's. It, I mean, every time I watch him, I just shake my head. I'm like, this dude is un He's unbelievable. I mean, he's truly unbelievable. And you know, what he's done to that division, I saw a deal. I can't remember who tweeted it, but uh, his numbers against the teams in that division for the last two years, it was like 36 touchdowns and no picks or something, something crazy. And, I'm, you know, it's just they're gaudy and their video game numbers. And he just makes the position look so daggum easy. And, um, and it, it's clearly not. So, in my opinion, I think he wins it. I think he, I think he edges out Tom Brady. But man, I mean, those both, both those guys, two of my favorite players, two great guys. I'm, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if either one of them won it. Uh, what was that like to watch Oklahoma State win the Fiesta Bowl? Uh, different fashion, but I mean, the biggest. And, and by the way, you guys, you beat Andrew Luck, and Mike Gundy's like, this is the biggest win in school history. <laughs> wait, 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 we beat Andrew Luck in the same game. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your reaction? Yeah, I mean, one, it was a badass win for Oklahoma State. I, I do think it was. I don't think it was the best win in school history. I, I would disagree with Gundy there. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I think that Fiesta Bowl win against Stanford, uh, against Andrew Luck and Stanford my senior year, would probably be number two behind the Bedlam win, which won us the Big 12 championship, which was the first in school history. So I, I think those two are one and two. But I would, I would put this win against Notre Dame in the top five. I mean, I think the fashion they did it coming back from 21, the way they played in the second half, you know, kind of dominated that game and and uh, man played played really really good football. So yeah, I mean, Gundy, I think he was excited. I think he got a little excited. I, I'd be shocked if you asked him today if he really thinks that was the best win. But uh, but to take nothing away from him, that was that was a that was a big time win for Oklahoma State, man. They needed it. Brandon, happy new year! Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. See you, man. 
If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. I'll give you what I think about the new name for the Washington football team and what I think it should be. Upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What do you got there, Dan Beyer? Doug, today, by the way, the music is pretty loud there, John Ramos. <laughs> I don't, Doug was kind of drowned out I, by I it. I could barely hear Doug, and I was like, I, I think that's Doug, but I, I'm not sure. Is it, is it my levels are too low? Is that no? I don't know. But I think they may have been at the start, but okay, yeah, we're okay now, though. <laughs> I feel a draft. I don't hear a Doug. I feel a draft. That is the game today. Doug, we are drafting, and you have the first pick in this two-round draft. Today, we are drafting the new nickname for the Washington football team. Uh, This draft taking place solely because of a tweet that John Ramos sent in July of 2020 where he gave a suggestion to the team name. Unfortunately for John, Doug, you have the first pick in this draft. You could take maybe his recommendation or make your own. John picks second, Jason is third, and then I will snake back with the two consecutive picks as we then round out the second round. Doug, you are on the clock. John, I would I would trade the number one overall pick for the second and seventh. I will not give up the eighth. So I would have it's a two for one deal. Oh, my mic has to be on. Um, yeah, let's do it because I, I don't think you're going to choose the one that I had chose anyway, but I'll do it just because you're being All kind. Right. Ramos okay. is on the clock. Doug will have uh, two picks then in the second round. John, this is your only pick. Make the most of it. Wow, it's going to be the Commanders. That's what I had said in the in the tweet. Uh, it makes total sense. The Commander-in-Chief is the President of the United States. So the Washington Commanders will be the name of the team. That's my pick. So number one, the Commanders. Okay, I mean, are we again? And and forgive me, Game Master, uh, <laughs> whatever you want. Doesn't have to be, you know. Right, but any- is it is it what it should be or what it will be? Uh, no, what 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 uh, you know what you would name it. Put it that way. All right. Yeah. Um, I would do the Washington Football Team. I like it. It's simple. It's the Washington football team. It's unique. I like WFT. Jason Stewart, you're on the clock at number three. Just looking at the list of uh, finalists here, I see that Washington Georges is a long shot. <laughs> is that – which George is it? Is it George Clooney or George oh, Harrison? Horrible name, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with – because I love alliteration and rhyming. That's the, the best way to get me hooked on anything – I'm going to go with the Washington Washingtons. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Horrible. It's on the list. There is there is there are some odds the the uh, entertainment odds for it out and one of the uh <laughs> one of the uh, possibilities is Washington Washingtons. Um, how about this? Let's stick it to the NBA. Let's call them the Bullets. <laughs> you know, take that. Take that NBA. Uh, the uh, Washington Bullets, and then I will say, I can't believe I'm saying this. I like the Armada. Mm. I, I and I'm usually not a non S end of the you know last letter of a team name guy. Not a big Heat Magic fan, but I am going to go Armada number five. Armada number five. That was a big song in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a little bit of Monica in my life. Uh, Jason, you are at number six. Wow, that came back quick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and choose um, the Red Hogs. Oh, that was my pick. I like and the Red Hogs. It, I love the Hogs, and I see why they want to do red, but like at, it might be a little too close to home there if they go Washington Red Hogs. Hogs. Yeah. Because I don't think a red hog is an actual species, right? It, there's no, no, yeah, it's just hog. The yellow tyrannosaurus. That's what the. I mean, does there? I mean, there's a. There's the green wave into a Tulane. I don't know. The green waves. If, if the wave is green, that's probably not a good sign. I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go with the brigade, the Washington brigade. Yeah, I don't mind that one either. Yeah. And then you've got the last pick, Doug, after your trade with John. I know. I, I thought I had. I didn't have another pick somewhere no, in here. No, I told you. It away. He That's wasn't why. listening. Oh, jeez. No. By the way, two, one minute. <laughs> Is John a Welcher? <laughs> um, your pick comes up in the supplemental draft. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I guess I'll take the defenders. That's that's what's left. The That's defenders. gross. It's not well, game, huh? It's not apropos either. This is game time on the year. Doug Gottlieb Show. Right when they have Chase Young, though, it's yes. good. Chase Young yes. is, uh, is, is pretty good. I mean, you could do real live stuff like quarterbacks that break their legs in half, right? It's the only team that I know that's had two do it. Um, and weren't they the same date, too? Something like that was the same date. All right, c- coming, up, coming up next, uh, Baker Mayfield in the news. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show.